if you don't have that target or you don't have the directions to get to where you want to be, if you don't have the plan, then you're not going to get there quickly at all. Yo, yo, my Mrs. Fit friend. I hope you had an awesome week. You moved the needle, you did the dang thing, and now you're relaxing this weekend with your friends, your family, and you are just recharging because that's what it's for. Girl, I am so exhausted from this week. I'm sure you've had weeks like this in the past, maybe a couple of weeks, or even it was last week for you too. But I was helping put on this live event, and I attended it for three days, and it about knocked me on my rear. On one of the days, I didn't actually sit down for, I would even confidently say like six hours, and I was in these like you know, booty like heels. And oh, I wore the wrong shoes for those events and those days. Uh, but, but I am exhausted. But we are here. It's all about still moving the needle, even whenever you are tired, but yet you still give yourself a little time to recharge and getting the dang thing done. So that's what we're doing today. We are getting the dang thing done with the podcast episode because, girl, you're my bestie. You are the person that I want to spend the time with and that I make time for, right? And so we make time for the things that matter most to us, the people, and the things that matter the most. So I love you. I hope you feel honored. But at the same time, I just want you to know that, you know, really just make sure you're prioritizing the things that mean the most to you in this world, just like I am definitely, you know, drinking my coffee and slugging through today. But we are here and that's what matters. But today, I think it's a really good way for us to segue into our topic because Really, it's we're talking about, you know, ways that we are personally sabotaging our own success and really thinking about and auditing ourselves on ways that we are maybe hindering or holding ourselves back. And so this is something that's been really heavy on my heart even this past week because, you know, some things that I'm personally wanting to work on, whether it's with my business coach in my fitness journey or, you know, maybe in some of the personal projects that I have, you know, I am starting to realize that I have some tendencies that I really need to audit or edit in my life. I'm sure you can think of a couple of things in your life where you might be able to make those adjustments too. But I started asking myself like, you know, what are some ways that I'm self-sabotaging, you know, in terms of my goals and my success? And so I sat down and I started journaling this out and I said, you know what, this would be a really good topic to talk about with my bestie. And I think that, you know, us having this conversation, it just really kind of helps open up those doors because this is something that a lot of people don't talk about. So I am so excited for us to go ahead and dive on in to four ways that you might be or are knowing us, knowing us as ambitious and fit women um, are sabotaging our own success. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Number one is you're self-sabotaging because you're seeking perfection. And I think that this is the one that I that really hits home for me because I am a perfectionist at heart. I am two things. I am a perfectionist and I'm an achiever. And a lot of the times those two things don't mesh very well together because you know, as an achiever, you want to get a bunch done, check things off your to-do list, you know, you want to you know, you are competitive with yourself, but yet you are also, you know, competitive in nature and you want this recognition and achievement. And that's just what kind of what gives you that dopamine hit and makes you feel alive. But the problem is, is that everything that I want to be doing and checking off my list, I want it to be perfect. And so that's something that I have really been trying to work on in the past couple of years because, 
you know, really at the end of the day, you don't need to know everything about about everything in order to be able to start something and really seeking out that perfection. And so I have just been really realizing that I don't have to be perfect all the time. It's all about messy, imperfect action because that's where all of the lessons are. That's where the true execution is. And so that's a really good example for your fitness journey. A lot of my clients um, tend to be, have at least a touch of perfectionism in them. And it's not necessarily that you know, they just, I think it's more so they have high standards for themselves. It's not that they're a perfectionist in general, um, which honestly a couple of them are, but you know, it's just that they have such high expectations and standards for themselves that from their fitness perspective, you know, if they miss one of the five or six workouts that they, let's say that, you know, uh, one of my gals, she had a goal of getting five workouts and she only got four one week and she was so upset at herself. And I was like, girl, like, what do you mean? You still got four high quality, intense workouts in. Like that is something to be proud of. Like four, you know, four is amazing. Like what can we do next week in order to hit five? Let's plan it all out. But it's okay to be imperfect some weeks. Like life is not perfect, right? It's not, success is not this straight line up a graph. It's got squiggly lines. It's like a roller coaster of ups and downs and you're gonna be perfect and then you're also not going to be perfect some days too. So don't don't let that discourage you. Don't let that hold you back. Help that motivate you to become even better and be able to maneuver for those things, right? It's all about being a sponge, at the end of the day. So soaking in the information, soaking in the experience to be able to say, okay, so clearly that didn't work. Um, So I'm absolutely going to have to pivot, you know, next week to make sure I get those five workouts in or make sure that I get in all of my healthy meals. So for example, Tony was traveling, my husband, he was traveling this past week. And so meal prep for me was you know, a little bit more of a struggle because I had the live event. And so there were only, I was coming home super late and I was exhausted. And so I kept telling myself like, yeah, Michelle, you're absolutely going to be cooking that dinner later. You're going to, you know, relax with the dogs and just hang out, watch, you know, Harry Potter and CIS or something or Grey's Anatomy. And you're just going to relax and it's going to be great. Yeah, that's a joke. I was in traffic for an hour and a half every single one of those days on my way back. And so I was just so over it at the end of the evening. And so I had a couple of things that I could make that were really easy in the fridge or things I could just pop into the oven. But there were two of those nights where I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do anything. And so my choices weren't the greatest. And so I had to really kind of figure out like, actually I had to just be real with myself being like, hey, this week isn't perfect. You're not perfect. It's okay. And I still made overall good decisions that I'm decently proud of, but they were not my absolute best. I could have absolutely, before I went and did those events, I should have meal prepped. I should have known myself, my energy levels. I am an extroverted introvert, if you guys have ever heard of that. Um, So I love people. I, you know, really, I love connecting with others, but I'm also the type of person where, you know, whenever I I really enjoy my alone time as well, and I, I, I like to recharge, I like to give back to myself and find my energy within. Um, and so that's, you know, definitely something I needed this week. Um, and so in general, though, it's really important that, you know, we recognize that we are self-sabotaging ourselves when we're seeking overall perfection because perfection ultimately doesn't exist. 
in the realm of success. If you've ever heard of, you know, failing forward, I used to hate that term, by the way, it was terrible. But because I was like, I don't want to fail. Like that's the inner perfectionist in me. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail forward. But you can even, you know, you can ask any of the most successful people in this world and they always say that failure is inevitable. It's going to happen. It's all about, you know, getting kicked down seven times, standing up eight. It's, you have to truly have this sense of faith and insanity, honestly, to go for what you want and to dream big and to achieve those amazing things in your life. And that means that you are going to fail along the way. And so that's why you and I, we... If you're like me, I just personally need to work on ditching that perfectionist mindset as best as I can. 80% perfect is fine. Even if we can get it to 90% perfect, that's great too, but I need to stop striving for the 100%. And so if you're like me, I think that we should do that together, that we should really stop trying to just have everything be perfect all the time because that's not what it's going to be like in our fitness journey as you probably have experienced in your life so far, your relationships, your finances, your work, your business, anything like that. You will never be perfect and that's not how God made you. That's not how you're supposed to be in this life. You are supposed to be imperfectly perfect. So I just wanted to hit on that first one because it really hit home for me um, while I was journaling this out. But then number two, how we are self-sabotaging ourselves and our own success is asking others for permission. Ooh, yeah. So a lot of the times, you know, let's say that you have this big idea or this big goal for let's, uh, you know, let's talk fitness. So our, our, our fitness journey, if you say like, I want to get in the best shape of my life, I want to lose 20 pounds, I want to get lean toned, I want to be able to have this sustainable lifestyle and what I'm doing on my own, it's not you know, I I got to where I am, but in order for me to get to where I need to go, I got to change. I got to do something different. I got to learn from somebody who has been in my shoes and that can teach me that, right? And so typically though, whenever you are having this big picture goal, you're wanting to achieve, you know, wanting to lose the 20 pounds, get lean, you know, a lot of the times it's a big, scary goal. So naturally it's on your mind and you want to talk to others about it. And so you go and talk to your best friend and you say, hey, I have this goal. This is what I'm going to work on. And you almost ask for permission or feedback. Even maybe it's not even permission. It's what do you think about this? And at the end of the day, it's, you know, you're maybe even talking to your coworkers about it or talking to your friends or your parents or maybe your spouse. Your spouse is maybe is more of your very, very close, you know, your life partner, your best friend. But, you know, I would say that, you know, whenever you're making a decision that you will be successful in an area, whether it's in fitness or in your career or making this jump in your in your life and your job or going off and starting this foundation or starting something big in your life or going to be a parent or, you know, you're going to go move to Africa because you want to go and like, or you move to Europe and backpack and only do a one-way ticket because you want to live life to the fullest. Like, I need you to remember that nobody's opinion matters. And I and I know that it's hard for us to think about, but these are your dreams at the end of the day. You're self-sabotaging by asking others for their feedback, for their opinion, or even their permission of, hey, do you think I should do this? By you asking that question saying, hey, Sally, I want to 
go to a fitness competition. That That's what happened to me. You know, I just decided I was going to do a fitness competition. Remember, nobody at my software sales company had ever done a fitness competition before. Nobody had ever hopped up on a stage in a bikini with a spray tan, put on the makeup, you know, flipping the hair and, you know, making that thing happen. That was unheard of at my company. And so I was starting to probe and ask people and get permission, quote unquote. And it was my husband who was really the one that said, who gives a flying fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who cares? It doesn't, why are you asking for their permission? And I'm like, I'm worried about what they think. It's like, it doesn't matter what they think. This is your goal. If it was easy, everyone would do it. You've heard that quote. If it was something that didn't scare you, you know, like, I mean, I know that you're trying to get that validation a little bit and maybe that permission, but you don't need anything, anybody else's but your own. Same thing with my clients that are working, you know, that are working with me. They had the conversations with their spouses or with their family members and they said, hey, I have to believe in me. I need to achieve this and I need to learn from, again, from a coach, from somebody that has been in my shoes that can give me the tools to be able to get in the best shape of my life in four months, four, you know, four months. And so I need to invest in myself and I need Michelle to help me. Or I need this mentor to help me. That's what I did whenever it came to my business coach. I walked into, you know, Tony's office and I said, hey, I I have to do this. Here's what, you know, here's the investment. Here is what we are. Here's what this is going to accomplish. Here are the things I'm going to do with it. But I need to big, you know, dream bigger. And so I need you to support me. And I'm not necessarily asking for permission, but I am, I, I want your support. And I think that's the way that we should be shifting is we should be asking for support versus asking for permission or for somebody's opinion. And if they give you the wrong opinion and they say, I don't think you should do that. I'm sorry, but like do it anyways. You know what I mean? Like it, you can have open conversations, especially if it's your spouse and it costs a lot of money, like joint, hello, joint finances. But like, if it doesn't concern anybody else, who cares? I say you just freaking go for it. It's not their dreams. It's yours. So quit asking others for permission. Quit asking others for their opinion. It doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? If you believe in you, and you're going to do anything it takes to get there, that's what matters. Okay, so number three on how we are self-sabotaging our own success is we're going through the motions and we're going there without a plan, without goals, without targets. We're just straight up living our lives day by day. And the thing is, is that if you don't have a clear target of where you want to go, it's like, it's it's almost as if... Everybody uses like Google Maps or Waze or, you know, whatever. And if you don't, kudos to you for knowing where you can go. I still use it to this day. I calculate the traffic and how long it's going to take me to get somewhere. That way I'm on time. But yet, if I'm a little late, I can communicate. That's just me. But think about it. If you don't have a target and you're just going through the motions, that's like, that's as if you're driving without Google Maps to your destination. You're all over the freaking place. It's going to take you forever to get somewhere because you don't even have a destination. Or maybe you have a destination and then you're not using Google Maps and how are you actually going to get there? No, you need to go down this highway, take this exit, go down a couple stoplights, turn left, and boom, you're at your destination. If you don't have that, if you don't have that target or you don't have the directions to get to where you want to be, if you don't have the plan, 
then you're not going to get there quickly at all. Right? That's, I mean, same. So think about it from a finances perspective. If you wanted to save $5,000, well, guess what? You're going to have that. There's your target. You have to establish a target, not say, oh, I want to save money. Okay. Well, that's vague. Like if you want to save $5,000, $10,000, what's your roadmap to get there? How are you going? What's stop one, stop two, stop three? How are we going to get there? What are the Google drop pins that we're dropping along the way? So if you do, if you just are going through the motions, you're sabotaging your own success and, and it's because you don't have a clear direction to get somewhere quick and fast. I know you, you're an ambitious and fit woman. You're like me. We are driven, committed gals. But if we don't commit to the thing that we want and we don't have a plan to get there, we're not going to get there. We're going to be like on a deserted island, right? Just living our lives, kicked back in the sun with some coconuts. Sounds great at first. And then all of a sudden, five years down the road, you then turn back and look at your life being like, well, shoot. I mean, I should have had a plan earlier. Even to this day, I know that you can think of something you're like, man, I wish I would have done that, you know, in the past, or man, I wish I didn't go through the motions or just live day by day, by day without direction because I would have been where I want to be 8 million times faster. If I would have started or kept my New Year's resolution last year, I would have been in the best shape of my life right now, right? Or, I mean, if I would have started saving, you know, five years ago, I would be in a new house. Or, you know, if I would have, you know, had a clear direction or plan in terms of work goals, I would have already gotten that promotion and be in that position or supervisor role right now, right? So what we need to do in order to stop stop self-sabotaging ourselves and our own success is be very specific on the targets and the goals that you want to achieve by the end of 2022. What do you want to achieve in 2023? Break it out by quarter. Figure out where you're going to go and who's going to help you get there. That was the conversation I had with my business coach. I'm doing an upgrade with him. And like, again, it scares the living crap out of me. But at the same time, he and I have fully mapped out where we're going to take my business. Where are we going to take my community? Like what is actually going to be happening, right? P.S. My app has just launched and I'm so excited about it. It's for all of my ambitious and fit clients. I'm so, so excited. We're finalizing the uh, little bit of details here and there, some of the workout videos, all of those things. But if you're an ambitious and fit client, guess what? The app is going live, people. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, But that's just one of the things he's helped me with. He said, well, if you want to get to where you want to be, we got to get this app launched and we need to do it by the end of October. And I'm like, well, shoot, let's do it, right? And he's helping me get there. He's helping me determine what the directions are and what the mile markers are. All right, so number four of how we're self-sabotaging our own success is we're being too vague with our boundaries. Boundaries are huge. That's with your family, your friends, your coworkers. That's even, you know, with yourself too in some ways, right? If we're not, if we don't have firm established boundaries for when we end our workday, when do we, uh, you know, in terms of when do we schedule in our, our workouts? When do we say yes to family outings or friend outings? When do we say no? If we haven't established those firm boundaries or, or we have established them, but we're wishy-washy on them. Like you are like, 
oh, yes, like I am, you know, I'm going to be doing five workouts this week, but you know what? I'm actually going to go ahead and just do three because I have Sally, you know, Sally Mae's birthday and I got to go into that on Tuesday and then maybe I'll just shift my workout to Sunday and oops, my, my workout on Sunday didn't work out. So I'm not keeping my firm boundaries right? Because I'm saying, no, I have a workout plan. My boundary is I'm getting my workout done Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. And that's the goal. That's what's happening no matter what. If I have to pivot, that's okay, but I need to stay firm in my boundaries. Same thing with, so for me personally, I love using, you know, Sundays. I have a lot of my client check-in calls on Sundays. I have Sundays and Mondays, um, and it's one of my favorite things because it kicks off the day strong, but I have to keep firm boundaries with my family, and that's really difficult for me personally because Sundays, a lot of the time people want to you know, run, you know, go do something fun or run errands or, you know, they want to, I don't know, like go to the zoo. I don't know. Just like they want to just do something or even come over to hang out. But my thing is, is that I work on Sundays. I mean, I I have time for church and maybe some quality time in the morning, but Sundays are ambitious and fit days for me. They're days that I am so creative and excited and elated to work with my clients to game plan to make sure that they're successful for the week ahead they they know how to pivot from the week before and my family says oh well do you mind just you know moving some things around no my my boundaries are no like that's that is something i have to establish very upfront is no like this is, this is work for me. This is what I do. This is what I love. And I need to be there for my people. So Sundays, nope. Tony knows. We don't make plans. We don't make plans, especially after 10 a.m. on Sundays. That's not happening. And he respects that. Now, of course, we still have family that asks those things. So I have to still say no. But if I was wishy-washy and said, oh, I can pivot for this time, for this Sunday, but not for any of the others, I'm giving them mixed signals. So I want you to really think to yourself, where do you have vague boundaries in your life? Are you ending work at a certain time and just, you know, going to your workout class and, you know, leaving everything that way you can actually have good mental health and have a good work-life balance? Are you maintaining boundaries with your work? Are you maintaining boundaries with your family? Look, if you don't have to go to the Sunday dinner to, you know, because, and it's just a standard dinner and you could be working or you could be going to do your workout class, or you could be moving the needle in your goals in some way, but yet somebody makes you feel guilty that you weren't there, but it wasn't for a birthday and it wasn't for anything else. I'm sorry, but you need to say no. Because when you say yes to those type of things, you're saying no to your goals and other things. So if you're going to be saying yes to something, it better be well worth it, right? So just make sure that we do not have vague boundaries when it comes to our fitness, our work, saying yes, saying no. Stay firm on that. Establish those up front and then make sure you stick to them. Don't be all in and out, okay? And then, you know what? A fourth, I'm going to say, no, no. A bonus one is going to be, so I guess we're going to have five because I just can't help but mention this one. But one of the reasons why you're also sabotaging your own success is because you're getting distracted. 
You're getting distracted by social media, mindless scrolling for a couple of hours when you ultimately could be, you know, working on something for your business. You could be working out. You could be, I mean, you could even be multitasking, girl. Like, come on. Um, But quit getting distracted. And you know, what's interesting is, have you ever heard of productive distractions? So productive distractions, um, it's something that I'm... struggling from personally. So, you know, there are times where I, whenever I feel out of control, something that I do is I like to clean. It's very therapeutic for me. It gives me that sense of organization and almost gives me that dopamine hit because as an achiever, I like getting things done, right? So any sort of like feeling I can have of that is great. And so sometimes I have some really big projects for Ambitious and Fit that I need to be working on, or, you know, maybe I am Maybe I'm needing to go to do a workout class or something like that. Uh, Most of the time, it's business-related items. And I'll just go downstairs and I'll start unloading the dishwasher or I'll start loading the laundry or I'll, you know, go pick up the dog poop. Shout out to dog moms. You know, like I will go do productive things, but it's taking away from what I actually should be doing. And it's simply because I'm either intimidated by that thing or I'm procrastinating Or, you know, I'm just, again, self-sabotaging myself. I could even be subconscious, right? So I think the main takeaway, though, is that if we're getting distracted, that means that we're taking time, valuable time, away from the things that we should be doing in order to be able to help us be successful, right? And so I would encourage you to think of what are some of the things that are distracting you today? What are some ways that you can either eliminate those distractions or even edit them that way you're maybe using that distraction. Maybe it's this podcast, right? Maybe using it in a multitasking sort of way where you're working while listening to this podcast, unless you're taking notes, because that could then be distracting. So maybe pause me for a second, get your project done, and then go ahead and resume. But even with your workouts, maybe it's, you know, again, putting on some music and doing your workout. Find another way to give yourself that, that pleasure to be able to feel like, you know, you're doing something, you're enjoying what you're doing while also doing the thing that's hard and that maybe you're a little uncomfortable with because it's new or maybe you've just been procrastinating it, right? So overall bonus tip is stop getting distracted as best as you can. We're all subject to it. We live in an instant gratification world where we're just wanting the things all the time and we're distracted left and right with, you know, TV shows and all of those things as well. But, you know, It's sabotaging our success at the end of the day. When we get distracted, it means we're no longer laser focused. And so we want to make sure that we're like those Budweiser, you know, Clydesdale horses with the blinders on and we're fully focused on where we want to go and what we want to be able to achieve. Whether it's, you know, losing the 20 pounds, getting in the best shape of our lives, or it's saving an amount of money to be able to buy a house or pay for your wedding or, you know, even just feel really comfortable in terms of, you know, what your savings It could also even be making sure that you do everything in your power to get that promotion at work or to succeed in your own business, right? So anything you need to do, I hope that this was helpful today. I hope it gave you a little bump in the bump in the rear with a hug attached to it. But girl, you deserve the best things in this life. We're not getting any younger. I'm not saying that we're old because none of us are old. We're very, well, actually, I'm an old soul, but I'm not old. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we are thriving, committed, ambitious women, and we are going to live our lives to the fullest, but we also deserve 
to reach our true potential. We deserve to be successful, right? I know that you have this standard in your life, so we need to make sure that we are doing what we can today. That way it gives us an even better tomorrow to live out our purpose. Well, I love you. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I will catch you in the next episode next week. Catch you later, gals.